Welcome to the Orthodontics and Summary Podcast, where Farouk brings you the key points and understanding of orthodontic webinars, conferences, and papers in a concise podcast with your host, Farouk Ahmed. Welcome to the second part of Jay Park's lecture entitled Vertical Control with TADS, Etiology, and Treatment Modalities for Anterior Open Bite. So, part two started off by looking at how to plan either intrusion of posterior teeth or extrusion of the anterior teeth. Now, Jay, in a very succinct way, went over the hallmark principles related to extrusion and intrusion, then spoke about some different concepts to help plan extrusion or intrusion movements, and then the third bit was then he mechanically broke it down. I thought it was a fantastic way to do it. So starting off with extrusion, he described the hallmark ideas where there's going to be an increase in incisal show for the patient, and there's no auto-rotation required. For intrusion of posterior teeth, this is where we do require that auto-rotation of the mandible. There's going to be a reduction in the lower anterior face height, and there's also going to be a reduction in the posterior tooth show as well. Now, what Jay added to this conversation was that he advised looking at the effects to the occlusal plane. Now, if we carry out posterior intrusion with TADS, we can result in a steep occlusal plane becoming apparent. This can result in occlusal interferences during mandibular movements. Jay also described that if this process didn't take place, so the posterior teeth weren't intruded, well, we could be left with a very flat occlusal plane and this could cause a reverse smile. I really liked this point that Jay had put forwards, that it's not only about the anterior relationship correction. We can't consider it in isolation. Actually, those changes can have both functional changes and also aesthetic changes to the patient as well. Jay then went on to describe how he mechanically positioned the upper incisors. Now, this came to him looking from a calf. He would put the tip of the upper incisor four millimeters from the tip of the upper lip. This would therefore calculate the amount of maxillary intrusion that was required posteriorly and therefore determine the maxillary plane and the amount of auto rotation. Next, Jay went on to describe the evidence. Now, he spoke about a really interesting paper by Deguchi in 2011, which looked at the correction of anterior open bites with and without TADS. The summary of that paper was that without TADS, there was 3 millimeters of extrusion of the upper anterior teeth and 2 millimeters of extrusion of the lower anterior teeth, as we would expect. With TADS, however, there was 2 millimeters of intrusion of the upper posterior teeth and intrusion of one millimeter of the lower posterior teeth. Now, what was interesting from that paper, they also looked at the stability of the outcomes. It's not quite what we would conceive. They found that actually, the cases treated with the TADS were the less stable cases. And in another study, it showed that there's approximately one millimeter or 30% of relapse that takes place with intrusion of posterior teeth. That was Sugawara's paper in 2002. What they also found was that if intrusion is taking place only of the upper posterior teeth with no lower appliances, the lower posterior teeth will extrude and recommended the use of fixed appliances or a lower vacuum form retainer to prevent this. Jay then wanted to talk about aligners. He spoke about when aligners have been used for anterior open bite, there's been designed to carry out posterior intrusion and anterior extrusion. But which one is it? What actually takes place? 
in the study by Koshvari in 2017 in the AJODO, they found actually there was very minimal changes posteriorly and most of the anterior open back correction took place through extrusion of the upper incisors. Jay went on to speak about orthognathic surgery. Now, orthognathic surgery has an element of relapse when it comes to anterior open bites. And he isolated and explained why. It's due to the stylomandibular and medial pterygoid muscles. There is a solution to this. Surgically, those two muscles can be stripped from the mandible. Also, a short split could take place, one that doesn't actually involve the points of insertion of these muscles, and therefore less relapse happens. Jay's conclusion from this lecture was that the resting tongue position is one of the main soft tissue factors of an anterior open bite. If a patient has increased lower anterior facite, posterior intrusion with TADS is the indicated and ideal option. Invisalign is for mild anterior open bite cases only, and the correction is in the anterior segment through anterior extrusion. TADS for intrusion should be placed in the palate and as far distally as possible to avoid any tipping effects to the posterior teeth. If intruding the upper posterior teeth, it's essential to have an appliance or vacuum form in the lower, lower posterior teeth to prevent any over-eruption. Finally, he mentioned majority of the relapse associated with TADS and intrusion takes place within the first year and it's something for us to bear in mind and counsel our patients with. That's the end of this episode. I hope you've enjoyed it. Please do subscribe and look forward to the next episode.